Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello and welcome to the Close of Business podcast for another day. It's Wednesday, 18th of January, 2023. My name is Kyle Rodder and again in the passenger seat with me today is David Scott. Now, Scotty, we may as well just get the big event off the top um, and out of the way because it turned into being a, a little bit of a nothing burger, I suppose. Bank of Japan was expected to tweak its yield curve control policy, but it didn't. Yeah, uh, kept the tolerance uh, range for that yield curve control around the 10-year benchmark yield at 50 basis points either side of 0%. So no uh, extension to that, no abolishment of yield curve control, at least on this occasion, which really meant that uh, rather than being a more globally insignificant uh, event, it was more so uh, only important to Japanese markets. We saw the Nikkei 225 up over 2%. Uh, uh, 10-year Japanese government bonds up 1%. Yields itself uh, no, uh, no coming down quite sharply. Also saw the other Japanese yen off uh, more than 2% against most G10 currencies. So really isolated to Japan. Uh, that was basically because you know, there, there wasn't those spillover effects into global bond markets, at least on this occasion. So interesting to see that decision. Of course, a lot of people think there's still going to be changes down the line. But uh, it ended up being a bit of nothing burger for uh, the local market, and we just treaded water. Yeah, I did see a, a rally in E-minis after the event. I don't know if it held on to those gains necessarily. Um, have to double-check, and of course, if you are listening to this, it will be uh, a few hours after we record it, so you probably can check for yourselves. But nevertheless, um, it was something of an anticlimax. If you do uh, obviously want to get some detail out there, if you're listening to this now, uh, on what it might mean, we actually, uh, the decision dropped live in the trade, so that was kind of fun. We spoke about the trading implications with Tony Sycamore from IG Australia, but it, we also had Joseph Caperso from CBA uh, discussing the decision as well. Uh, they said that they more or less expected it, but of course, it is uh, also uh, forecast by the CBA that eventually it uh, eventually the Bank of Japan will indeed tweak its yield curve control policy and in fact scrap it altogether. He gives the reasons why. So if you're interested in uh, the wonkiness of, of um, bond markets, go and listen to those. It was uh, There were some really fantastic conversations. But let's get back to the job at hand uh, because the ASX 200, we were talking about a bit of a pause in the rally uh, over the last few days that we uh, have seen characterize 2023. Only a 0.1% uh, gain today in a very choppy price action. Any sort of view that you have, Scotty, as to why we're seeing um, price movements uh, do the, what they're, they're doing right now? We've run a long way very fast and uh, I've got to catch our breath here. And, of course, now with all this good news factored in, it comes down to that good news being realised. We're going to get a lot of earnings reports from the states out over the next uh, two weeks in particular. That will be pretty informative as well. We have a no, uh, data out here tomorrow, the uh, jobs uh, jobs report here locally. So there's a few things to go and navigate at this point in time, but I think we, just, we, we rallied so quickly off the bat to kick off the year. 
Uh, it's, it's hard to find new catalysts. So looking at some of the details, one thing that really stuck out to me today, and it's been a feature of what we've seen in other major markets, particularly in the United States, is that the uh, most heavily short stocks are just absolutely mooning at the moment. So there's clearly a bit of squeezing going on at the moment. Just looking at the other 200, uh, some of the top performers, Sayana, uh, also looking at the likes of Core Lithium, uh, Megaport, they all sit in the top 10 most shorted stocks on the uh, ASX. And uh, surprise, surprise, they're all in the top 10 performers on the local market today. And that's been a bit of a feature that we've seen. So that meme-ish kind of qualities we're seeing in the market are clearly starting to go and resurface again. Just look at what's going on with Bitcoin, 14 straight days of gains. Yeah, and that's a little bit of an omen. You uh, probably don't want to chase that one necessarily. The move's been made, if anything, we might be seeing. Um, well, due for a little bit of a pullback, we were uh, discussing, Scotty, you and I, obviously, in uh, previous episodes of the podcast, had a similar dis- discussion, actually, with uh, Tony Sycamore today that, you know, there's some memories of uh, other early, uh, you know, stages of the year and years gone by, you know, January's where we do see a little bit of a uh, run higher out of the gates. And then when, you know, maybe the grown-ups get back to the desks as well at the end of January and the, the start of February, well, you can sort of see um, markets hit a little bit of an air pocket. But we'll see how we go. Of course, the ASX 200, like I said, only up by 0.1%. We'll expand on that a little bit more in just a moment's time. But, uh, Scuddy, uh, a few conversations today uh a lot of uh, really really good sort of i guess stock picky uh, uh conversations had guests uh, that uh, have those sorts of specialties anyone that jumped out for you today that's uh or any guests that you spoke to that um that you really enjoyed from an international perspective uh chris chen from uh, uh, uh american century investments uh really good conversation some ideas uh, outside the box uh, and he's uh, still talking about earnings risks around the world, not just in the United States market. So looking for structurally uh, sound companies that can go and not only uh, sustain earnings, but go and build them through, uh, through the cycle. And uh, I've got to say, as a type 1 diabetic, one of the names that he went and I mentioned uh, resonated immediately because a lot of the products that he goes and creates is what I use to go and keep myself alive on a day-to-day basis. So well worthwhile watching in on that one. For those who want a more local flavor, John Milroy from Audmanet came on the program. And we went around the grounds. I tested him out. I know what's going on across all of your uh, various sectors of the marketplace. And he gave some names that he likes and doesn't like for everyone to go and put on the checklist. Yeah, okay, good one. Is, uh, is that product as well Coca-Cola? No, it's not, but uh, that's one thing that can go and get my sugar level up uh, <laughs> fairly rapidly if required. But no, this is uh, more uh, medically orientated than Coca-Cola. <laughs> so we can't thank the Oracle for, of, of Omaha for that one, or at least perhaps for uh, you know giving you an energy boost uh, when, when you need it uh, on a day-to-day basis. But uh, I digress, of course. Um, also, Nadine today spoke to Matt Griffin. Um, uh, from Maple Brown Abbott, uh, really talking about small resources in particular. So uh, one that she really enjoyed, uh, as I understand it, one perhaps you might want to go back and listen to too. Uh, one that's not included in the newsletter, but one that I'd love to throw out there because I always seem to have fantastic conversations with him. Resource analyst from Lincoln Indicators, Daniel Ortiz, um, gave us a bit of an overview about his views on the sector uh, this year and in particular gave a well buy slash hold recommendation of Rio uh, but also a sell recommendation on Fortescue Metals really articulated well I think the investment case or lack thereof for both stocks so uh, a conversation I really enjoyed today too but let's get to the stock of the day and uh, well it did have a resource focus interestingly enough we did see some weakness coming through the resource space uh, once again today uh, we had Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets as one guest and Michael Wayne from Medallion Financial as the other the stock they were talking about the stock of the day Nickel Industries let's have a listen to what they have to say 
In terms of the technicals, happy to hold it. Let's see where it opens. Look, who, who knows? But if it opens, this will be actually a really good indicator. If it opens at 112, this is the most amazing thing to ever happen. The fact it didn't come back to that discount price, it's probably going to open back to a dollar. I think you can still hold it there. If it closes beneath, I'll give you a number here. Uh, that low there, 90. If it closes 93 or less, then it's telling you that market didn't like this announcement. Right. But as long as okay. it's staying above that, I'm okay. My standpoint, I'll wait for this capital raising to wash through the system. Yeah. Um, often you do see some weakness after a capital raising such as this before looking at it if you are interested. But at the moment, it's not one that's on our radar. So I'm happy to go with a hold just because right. if those people are in it, you'd want to likely hold and see what the outcome of this capital raising and potentially um, you're able to pick up some more shares at a discount. Okay. Okay, so a double hold there. Um, so that's not going to go to the investment committee. But, uh, well, if you want to know about uh, what else was tickling the fancy of Carl Kaplinger and Michael Wayne, uh, make sure you watch back the call this, e uh, this evening when you get the chance. Uh, Koshy's back on board at the moment. So, uh, you know, really burst out of the gates this year with a, a fantastic couple of episodes, uh, quite naturally. But uh, let's really look ahead now, Scuddy, because... I mean, what have we got over the next few days? We had bank earnings last night out of the United States. Obviously, we passed the Bank of Japan uh, decision. Um, that's been, I guess, kind of put on ice as to what it does with policy going forward. Um, tomorrow, jobs data locally, not expected to be a, a high volatility event necessarily. A few figures out of the United States tonight. Anything that you've got your eye on uh, by any chance, Cuddy? Not really. I know a lot of the data that's coming out of the States at the moment is for December. And the one thing that I've got to be caveat on all of those numbers is, is how bad the weather was during that month. And I think it may be going and skewing some of the data that we're seeing across our various areas. So we just know that that massive storm was around. Also, record flooding we're seeing in California in some parts as well. So just keep that in context for any of the numbers you see coming out from the States over the next, uh, next few days or so. Uh, certainly, you know, maybe a little bit of noise uh, more so than normal. Yeah, definitely. And uh, well, we do have Netflix coming out with its results over the, in fact, I think it's tomorrow morning. Um, so keep an eye out for that just because, well, maybe not necessarily vitally important for the broader market, um, but certainly one I know that traders love to use as a, a, a trading stock effectively. Um, that's probably more of a reflection of my background as a, in, a, in a CFD broker, but nevertheless, uh, always seems to catch attention. And a few interesting thematics there too, obviously consumer spending in the United States, as well as the streaming wars uh, that, um, well, probably... Will oh, have and, and Harry and Meghan, of course. All, oh, all, the, all the people who want to get involved in uh, watch Harry and Meghan, I can show you that I'm not one of them. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how many sort of, uh, well, a, a subscription of, a subtract, a minusing, we'll call it that. I've lost uh, lost it at the end of the day uh, of, uh, of net paid subscribers there. Perhaps you can probably uh, see right on the date. Um, I wonder if they can sort of uh, track as well in the data how many people threw their remote at the television, whether that's uh, going to be uh, reported on. I'm not too <laughs> sure. Maybe just me. But um, anyway, we'll have that to look forward to. Uh, Scuddy, uh, a pleasure as always. We may as well wrap it up there, but I'll uh, give one final wrap on the market again because the ASX 200, to be precise, closed 0.1% higher at 73.93, just shy of 7,400. Uh, we'll see how we fare tomorrow morning, but um, when we uh, you know pick things up for another day. But uh, Scuddy, have a great night great to see you and uh, like I said we'll do it again tomorrow morning sounds good mate looking forward to it already sayonara even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.